Were you trying to get crazy with this, eh? Don't you know I'm local? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Full Metal RPG, episode number 68. A little bit late this time, but better late than never. 420! 420. <laughs> Someone's going to have to explain that to me later. Yeah. With me, as always, is Brendan Carrion. What's up, Brendan? What up, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing great. I am I am not high right now. Uh, we are not recording this on 420, but we are releasing it for 420, so we're hope, I hope that you're enjoying a nice 420 day. And our special guest this episode, I mean, Richard Newby. At, at this Richie point, Buzzkill. do I count as... <laughs> Richie Buzzkill! Oh, I knew you were going to wait till just this moment. To, Richie Buzzkill! I mean, do Richard I get, Burrito am, death. Am, am I a special guest having been on like more than four episodes? You're a very point? special guest. You're always special okay, to me, Okay, I Richard. appreciate that, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say you're an honorary co-host. Awesome. I mean, honestly, like... Yeah, even better. You've been we, elevated. We seem to cycle through the co-hosts here. Sure. And so, you know, who knows, man? Some Maybe someday you'll be a non-honorary co-host. Co-host. That's right. Okay. Maybe someday this. Maybe someday you'll just take it over, and this will all be yours. Yeah. We can Highlander. Oh, I, 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 I don't know. Lot. I don't know if I could. I could wear that leaden mantle. If you if you, uh, if you work well you really do. hard every day, then someday this could all be yours. <laughs> oh, uh, people tell streak. me that, and I'm like, no, it's, no. you're wrong. It's our kingdom <laughs> of rot. You can have it all. <laughs> the '90s. Anyway, so uh, what's up, guys? How you guys been? Oh man, it's been crazy busy. Like I'm, I'm glad to have like one. I have one day to myself, and that was amazing. So in the yeah, last I like month. how you fuckers have time to yourself. Um, the reason we're all here today is because we all went to a bunch of cons, and we we went to a fucking bunch of cons like right back to back to back, and we and now we're gonna tell you guys about them. Uh, I, if I was a wise person, I would have made some time for myself post-con but instead I did that thing that morons do where they just tell everybody oh as soon as I get back from the con I'll get on that so <laughs> I've just been just as busy as con life see um, I took the day off after and I got to spend it just insanely sick so that worked out pretty well for oh me. I'm sure we'll find out about I'm sure we will hear all hear about that all about how that happened that twisted tail oh so t- so twisty the twisty twisty guts um so I think we'll skip all the fucking bullshit about when oh, you're buying books and that shit because um, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, I will say that I have, in defiance of all previous behaviors, I have established a gaming budget, guys. So I swear to God, this whole I know, right? This is shocking. Unlimited is a budget, technically. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's what it, that's what it's been for a few years. And uh, when you look at my room and you see the like um, the car that has been kind of like cut up into role playing books and then just sitting around, I and, just and then I, the house that is the miniatures. Yeah, next well, to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my miniatures have it's he- only like seven or eight grand at this point. <laughs> Heather, what like this year? <laughs> Since I restarted it. Yeah, well, so. that's the thing. Since you restarted right. it, well, like I'm not in twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen. When we restarted it, back when we picked up Kill Team again, I guess it's it's been about that. 
but you know prior to that i don't <laughs> yeah. count that whole 90s oh, early yeah. 2000s period i'm not gonna count that that car we won't worry about that car um anyway uh so yeah uh the girlfriend heather um was basically like you need to you need to fix your life and uh one of the, and one of the things you need to fix is you need to not um spend all your money on gaming books so guess what guys the uh what brendan bought this month uh uh a section is about to get real small so that's what that's all i'll say about that and then i kind of like the games that we played and all that shit we'll probably be talking about here very shortly so without any further ado what have we been up to we oh, still have yeah, so then like yeah i was like pointing at my sh- yeah. my shout out she's just like brendan you need to do your shout outs you you drunken <laughs> oaf all right so uh we got some shout outs i'm i'm like the show producer <laughs> and also <laughs> co-host i am uh, the intern and also the least talented member so um but the hottest <laughs> yeah that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me <laughs> which is sad all all in its own right all right i so, mean it's it's not it, it's not really stiff competition over well here. you know what the you know it, I, I wasn't trying to rank anything i'm just like i'm just happy to be here is all i'm saying i'm just happy to be nominated <laughs> it's an honor just to compete <laughs> yeah um okay so uh we got some shout outs because some people have we it's been a crazy month and i just wanted to take some time to recognize the people who we met people who we interacted with and um our devoted cultists as always so of course i'm just gonna say what up to dm zemo thanks for hitting me up uh, I want to say, you know, Adam, help me out. This is the the homie uh, Len Duran. Is he yeah. like the Dice Ministry? The Dice Ministry yeah, homie? Yeah, yep. He's the and Dice Ministry guy. I mean, I know that he's a Dice Ministry guy, but that's how you say his name, right? Len yep. Duran. Yeah, as far correct. as I know, yes. I've been that interacting is with him on the old uh, Instagrams. Great guy. Um, what up to Wolf Mungus, as always? What up to Mark Boardman from uh, Dungeon Punks? Hit me up, sh- sharing some hilarious anecdotes, as always. What up to Matt Waste from Wasteoid Wares? The homie Matt is always super supportive of everything that we're doing. Um, what up to Sean Squires from Old Hammer in the New World uh, for saying hi to us about our Necromunda campaign? Thank you, dude. We wish you could play. Uh, then we have uh, some some kind of you know industry thanks. We like uh, thank you to Peter Nalu for from Helmgast. Uh, we I talked to him recently about Cult Divinity Lost. That interview will be coming to the Cult here pretty soon. Uh, look for it in May, May fifteenth. Peter Nalu interview. Uh, th- thank you to Chris Kohler for sponsoring me going out to Adepticon and getting to interact with the cult out there. It was so fucking rad. We had so much fucking fun. Um, but you'll hear about that in a minute. And then we made like a lot of new friends. I made a lot of new friends. So here's the new friends I made. Um, what up to Matt Bonhoff at New Mexicon, man. Thank you for making it a fun experience for us. Thank you. And what up to Jason Corley, who is apparently uh, Arizona GM and who ran Tall Pines for us and great fucking guy and I'm hoping that he will come up and run some games for us here in Phoenix. Um, what up to my new friend Byron Gray uh, and then he and I were hanging out at uh, the, the Wild in the Streets booth with Hal and Aaron from Breaker Press and we just had a fucking blast at Adepticon. Uh, I also got to meet uh, Nick, Nick Baran and, uh, and Sean Sutter from um broken contract and relic blade uh respectively um those are cool cool games and i'm hoping that we'll be able to have them on here to talk about their games those are great guys what up to ash barker yo so fucking cool to meet you at last 
And uh, last but not least, special thanks to Matt Sears from Age. It was so fun getting to know you at Adepticon, and thank you so much for the care package. The homie Matt Sears, he does a miniatures game and set in the post-apocalyptic future. So, of course, it's me and Adam's jam, and he sent me a, a big a big pile of stuff so that Adam and I can get playing, um, and I'm really stoked to get into that. Check out some of his uh, YouTube videos where he shows you how to play because I think it's got a great mechanic, and it looks like it's a really um, fast fast tight play tight anyway so with all that out of the way thank you to all of the cult always for interacting with us wherever we go um you guys are the best and without any further ado let's talk about fucking cons what's up guys cons Con. which was the con that you went to because you went to you solo style the con right yeah, right. Because me so and Richard are probably going to be gabbing back and forth about yeah, the one we went yeah, to yeah. together. And then we yeah. all went to the last one. So we'll, right. we'll go in ascending order of attendees. I think, well, yeah. Yeah, it's also kind of interestingly sort of uh, like uh, chronological also. So this I mean, is true. it makes sense. Um, so I went out to Adepticon this year. It was the first time I've been to Adepticon. I have been reading about Adepticon for, I don't know, it seems like a long time now. I've been reading about it in the pages of White Dwarf. And I always thought it sounded like a great time. Um it was really something else. If you are a miniatures gamer and you are interested in that kind of life, dude, you you really have to on some level you have to you have to make the effort. You have to get out to Adepticon. Uh, I was encouraged to go by my friend Chris Kohler, who is the uh, owner proprietor of Slow, Te- Slow Death Games and the creator of Wild in the Streets, and he recruited me and uh, his friend Byron to. Uh, go out to uh, Adepticon, which is in Schaumburg, which is a little, it's like a, it's like a little suburb, suburb outside of Chicago. And um, let me tell you, man, it's just like one of those places where it's like they just cut out like a piece of, you know, crummy mass produced middle America. And then they just drop it into another part of middle America. So it's just like, you just described the entire Midwest. It's a dude. It's just like, it's just like I, I went there and it's not like everybody's like, everybody's when I got back, they're like, did you get any Chicago style pizza? And I'm like, no, I did not. I was in a place where there was like a five guys down the street. So I went to five guys very much like I could do if I was here. Um, There's those little big islands. Cause I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Columbus. There's a little big islands. you got like Cleveland, Detroit, Chicago, you know, little bastions of big city life, big city living, and then everything else is just five guys. Oh, I mean, I don't know. It was, it was okay. I mean, it was cool. Uh, the best part of it was going to the con, obviously, which is in this like gigantic, gigantic convention center hotel that, um, it kind of reminded me of being in Vegas, the way that they have those like huge, uh, hotels that like have huge ballrooms and stuff. And they're kind of built for conventions. And then this entire fucking hotel was just packed to the gills with miniatures war gamers. I mean, you just walked past every single ballroom and every single ballroom was front to back, all tables, all war gaming. I mean, you've never seen so many fucking models in your entire life. You've never seen so many toys. It blew my mind. And then, um, Kind of the interaction with the uh, with the people who are playing those games. It was very interesting, like demographic. Um, I really learned a lot about like who's playing these games and where they're playing them. Um, it kind of dispelled some myths for me. Like I really feel like the myth of 
the friendly local game store as being like the hub of miniature gaming has been dispelled for me. It's very obvious to me now that like probably the preponderance of miniatures gamers play at a house somewhere and they play with their friends and they interact with each other and they don't know who you are because they don't go to the the, the game store to, to buy their toys. They either order them online or they just, they walk in the door and they buy one like model and then they leave and they don't go over to the tables and talk to you or interact or anything. It's like mm. There's a certain kind of breed of dude that hangs out at the game store. If you hang out at the game store, you know these guys and you think that that's the scene. But that's not the scene. It was crazy. Um, There's also a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of females out. A lot of female miniatures gamers, which was which was very surprising to me. Um, the level of like parity between uh, demographics in that group. Um, it, it it was still very disbalanced. It was still very much like uh, like 95% dudes. But uh, the fact that there was like 5% females kind of blew my mind. And um, they were there to play. They were there to paint. They were like just as into it as any dude is. Um, I think that there's plenty of room for a continued demographic shift in that hobby. And I think that we'll see it. This is just the tip of the spear. I think that miniatures games is the next frontier after comic books and role playing have already like we're, we're seeing those things approach parody. And miniatures gaming, I think, guys, is next. So be ready for that. But that means that some things are going to have to change in the miniatures gaming world. Like, not just, like... Cheesecakey yeah. pinup models and... Well, I mean, that's part of it. But on some level, um, I almost feel like what's less... I almost feel like cheesecakey pinup models are less problematic at this point than essentially just the kind of maximalist style of GW sculpts mm. in which it's, like sculpts that are obviously built for dudes as they like they look like 80s action movies right they, they walk around with like really distorted male features and they're all carrying huge guns that well, are like that was super the... phallic and it's just kind of like and women I don't think have any interest in that well, shit because Julian wanted to start working on a Katachin army mm-hmm. and I've started collect picking I picked up a Katachin box for his birthday and as I'm picking them out and it's like there's nobody who's built this way and this is essentially someone watched the movie Predator right yeah and said yeah what if we just made an army of the dudes in the movie Predator? Well, yeah. And that's exactly what it is. And it's well, so ludicrous and over the top, it's kind of hilarious in its right. own way. But at the same time, I can see I was very off-putting, right? You're kind of looking at it and going, mm, I don't know. And then like that combined with the male models are all these like histronically kind of over the top strapping dudes with these giant guns the size of people or bigger than the model itself. That, yeah. And then the female models are all these super spindly I mean, here's with the their thing, backs arched. Is, and, I don't think it's even important to necessarily compare the male models to the female models as much as you just look at what are the male models attempting to communicate. Mm. And they are attempting to communicate this idea that is not particularly appetizing to a female audience. You know? You, it seems well, like you want to say something. Well, I, I think... It's it's more about, and I, I think this has sort of happened a little bit in role playing, but it's more about like listening to what they want. Because I was talking to somebody about what women want. I was talking to somebody about these sensible shoe miniatures. Like I I really want for if I'm going to run a dungeon crawl, I want a a good selection of both male and female miniatures for everybody to be able to like get the right character. And I've always hated the like boob boob armor. Bit oh right, yeah. Open armor. midriff, right. open midriff armor. Right, 
Because you don't need to protect it. Because clearly you're there's no vital if organs. Slow, slowly <laughs> die. Why would you not show up? If you're a lady, you do not need to cover your midriff. But there's there's a company called uh, Oathsworn Miniatures that do these kickstarters that are sensible shoes miniatures, and they basically they they everybody has armor that works and ropes and bags and everything you need. They just happen to be female characters. Well, actually, Brendan Conan didn't wear any armor, and he barely wore loincloths. I know. He's, oh. So I find your entire argument to be specious at best. I mean, it's like you haven't even read the works of Robert Howard <laughs> at all, if I had to guess. Pwned by logic. But, Hashtag pwned by logic. But I was talking to, talking to a friend of mine, and she was like, no, I don't really like those. I like the, the GW uh, female miniatures. And I'm like... There's GW female miniatures. Very few. Very few. <laughs> there's the, there's the like, Age of Sigmar. The, there's there's the, a well, few. And then there's a, the Sisters of Battle, which I guess are an entire army. But Yeah, there's... there's, there's and then there's Slanesh, which... Are they... Is, is Slanesh aren't really female or male. They're, right. They're right. both. Yeah. The best of both worlds. Yeah. Mm, clearly. Yeah. No, but I think uh, you're, you're uh, of course, 100% right. You're 100% right, Richard. Um... So what else? What else did I get to see there? You know, I got to play some Necromunda while I was there. I played. You got Necrom- to meet up with the INQ twenty eight community, right? I did. I did. It was really great because I managed to like uh, sneak into a um, uh, Necromunda camp, not campaign, but but tournament. And uh, while I was playing, some dudes came up and were like, "Oh, hey, we really like the way your army's painted." And it's just like nobody ever said shit to me about my army the whole fucking weekend, right? But these these two dudes were like, "I've never seen Goliath painted that way before." And I was like, "Thanks, man." And they're like, "Hey, we have an event going on tomorrow. You should come by the table and check it out." And I'm like, "Oh, what is it?" And they were like, "Oh, it's Inquisimunda." And I was like, "What? What Inquisimunda?" Because Inquisimunda is like a little a little kind of passion of mine. And so the next day, I went by the table and. Uh, like every INQ28 Instagrammer was there. They were all there. And all their models that I follow on Instagram were there. And uh, that blew my mind, man. That was so fucking rad. Now, uh, I, I, I highly recommend following the INQ28 hashtag, by the way, on your Instagram. If you do like a uh, Warhammer-based Instagram, I, I have one, Covenant of the Black Telling, if you want to like follow my Warhammer shit, get at it there. But I highly, 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 highly recommend INQ28 following the hashtag. Um, now I, get, I did shitty at Necromunda. Like I fucking let's, we won't bother. We won't. We won't dwell on that too. Much. Was it the dice gods or was it something else? No, I mean they just had ninety minute rounds and mm. that included deployment. Yeah, and that's not great. And uh, it was just. <laughs> I think it took three hours our last game. It, you you had to be like there. You had to win expeditiously. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're getting a draw. Mm-hmm. If you're getting a draw, you're not getting enough points right. to win. So, and I, I, I got a couple of draws, and then, and then in my last round, I took a bad beat, and I was, I, I, I saw that time was coming. I'm gonna send Michael round. Marines out there because he tabled me in like 35 minutes, so he should be good to go. <laughs> um. So, uh, what else did I do? You know, it was just, it was just a great weekend hanging out with uh, Chris Kohler at the booth. Uh, we shared it with this company called Breaker Press that does a game called Broken Contract. Uh, it's about like class war in a dystopian future. Um, that's uh, so it's uh, set in the present era. It's it's uh, Nick Baran's game, and uh, I think we're gonna have him on to talk about the game at some point. Again, like I said previously, I met um, Matt Sears, who's actually uh, f- has followed Full Mill RPG on Instagram for quite a while, and he and I had kind of talked a few times. But I got to meet him, and I got to discover his company, Wreckage, and uh, those models are great. 
Like when you when you when you see them up close, when you get to interact with them up close, those models are great. Uh, and the way that the game the game itself plays, I'm just like really excited to interact with that too. So it was really great, kind of like making these new friends. Oh, also, like I had heard of Relic Blade by uh, uh, Sean Sutter, and fuck, dude, Relic Blade is the shit. That game is that game is fucking rad. Um, and the the community that's around Relic Blade is also fucking amazing. So um, those are all things to look forward to. You know, um, takeaways at the end of it, like oh, we the, the hotel was the hotel was great. The fucking Renaissance in Schaumburg was like, let me tell you, man, the fucking bed was like so comfy. It was like ridiculous. Um, I started taking like lots of melatonin to make sure I could sleep. I just had like amazing dreams that were like completely immersive and like Clive Barker-esque. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I, since I got back, I just really stayed on that melatonin vibe so that like every night I can just have like utterly transportative dreams. You'll anyway, get diminishing returns if you keep doing that, just to be Dude, clear. I know. It's like any kind of yeah. chemical. I understand. But let me tell <laughs> you, you I'm like... cut it off at I some am, point. I, I am addicted to the dreams right now. I'm loving it. Anyway, uh, so what else? What else? I, I guess like if I had to say like what are... The, oh, uh, so Chris invited me back next year. I'm very excited to go again next year. Chris then went to Salute in... Um, London, where a bunch of our uh, mutual friends from the Core Hammer community and the Dungeon Punks community were there, and they were uh, he he comes back and he goes, oh, they were all asking where you were and when you're going to come out, <laughs> and so I'm making it a priority to be a salute 2020, salute 2020, London. I want to do the whole thing. I want to do Warhammer World with my friends. What's up? Adam? We also talked about something next year. What, LVO? LVO. LVO. Bringing well, the crew out to LVO. I, I have emailed the Frontline Gaming guys mm-hmm. about whether or not they're going to have any um, Necromunda. So okay. they haven't emailed me back. <laughs> Why haven't you emailed me back, Frontline Gaming? Of course you're <laughs> listening to this. They are not listening yeah, to this. We don't rate. We don't rate with <laughs> no, them. No, not with those guys. Clearly anyway, not. so... Uh, uh, Let's just drop a line, Tabletop Tactics, all those guys. We'll be like, well, yo, LVO, we're going to be there. Lots of... Show us, what, show us what's up. Dude, uh, dude, of course, like fucking... Um, uh, they're cool as shit. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. We should totally hit those guys up. We should. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so... Anyway, moving on. Um, the best thing about about uh, Adepticon was it was just amazing. It's just, it's just it was just a. I mean, like I really can't be effusive enough about if you're a managers gamer and it's like something that you're passionate about. The people that you get to meet, the games you get to play, the tables you get to play on, the experiences you get to have. I mean, it's just um, it is equivalent to Gen Con for minis gamers. Um, the thing that was like that sucked about it. Uh, I guess, you know, the hotel is like kind of in this weird spot where literally when you look out the front door of the hotel, there's like this big empty field <laughs> and, and like, welcome to the Midwest. And then like, if you want to get to anything that is not in the hotel, you have to take an Uber. And at that point you're like, well, it's an Uber there and an Uber back. And that's going to be on top of the cost of the food. So I guess I'll eat the hotel food. And you're just like, <laughs> and so get those nachos. I did not get any nachos. nachos. There was no damn hotel nachos. I, I, I did. I also, but there was also a lot of fucking. Uh, oh, that is so, so funny. It is the midway. Yeah, the, na- uh, the nachos. On the on the uh, our last night there, we went to a stir fry place. We all jumped together in an Uber, and we went to a stir fry joint. And they were like, they were like seating us right, and they had no idea that it was like all these dudes from like SoCal and Arizona, right? And they Ooh. were like, they're like, they're like. 
Okay, so the stir-fry bowls that have the little pepper next to them, I have to warn you, but they are a little bit spicy. <laughs> and we were all just like, all right, bro, <laughs> whatever you say, man. What you need to bear in mind is when you what? go to those places, they also have mayonnaise with a little pepper next to it. So <laughs> I you mean, just, you got to wind there. Yeah, it was, it, I, I thought it was, I thought it was, it was, it was cute and endearing that this dude was trying to like make sure we understood that like, Kung Pao chicken's got a little bit of a kick. Like a little, you know? Anyway. I'm um, sure that there's a story there, and it probably involves someone complaining to a manager. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so I hope you'll be back at Adepticon next year. Adam, I hope that someday I see you at Adepticon. Because we I think, shall see. I think you'd love it. If I can make I it out to Adepticon. It. Had a blast. Oh, but yeah, so my, my downside, my thorn, my, th- my, my thorn on this beautiful rose was, uh, yo, um, be prepared to either, like, eat some mini pizzas or eat a lot of breakfast because mm. it's like there's right. there's no not food. much way by by way of lunch. Anyway, all right. So well, hey, I didn't go this year because my duties kept me away. Your, I your, had to, I had to hold it down your, here. Your duties, my duties you to were, full were, metal RPG into the Arizona gaming. You really scene. wanted to be there, but yes, you couldn't. But be I there. couldn't. Yeah, uh, much like uh, Jamie and the Kingsguard, I was called away and I had to do my. And, you what know, are you trying to say about your sister, dude? <laughs> I don't have a sister. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for if her, I did, man. <laughs> Let it, me tell you, things might get weird. Yeah, well, it's already weird as far as I'm concerned. So I guess uh, Arizona Game Fair went on while I was gone, huh? It did. That, that's it what did. was filling up my Instagram inbox. Oh, look, it's fucking Arizona Game Fair. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I guess I'll let you guys talk about that. Sure. Thanks. Head <laughs> <laughs> it up, Richard. <laughs> well, uh, so this was the third year for Arizona Game Fair. And you were the director of Mayhem. Yes. Uh, I was the director of Mayhem, which means I was the head of scheduled gaming. Uh, we had about 400 plus individual scheduled events that uh, only a few things went wrong. So I uh, clearly directed the Mayhem well. Uh, but we had like 1,200 people show up to to Mesa Arizona Convention Center for a gaming convention and very special guests as well and very special guests Vincent Baker who I who is the nicest guy he is so nice and I got to have some conversations with him like even offline and watch Adam interview him which we have video of which we will release because we 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 don't we love adam but not that much yeah <laughs> what, what kind of half-assed job was was done by that interview it, it, was, it was it was good it was a good <laughs> interview like you do a good job i know you like to self-deprecate but i think that i love like, to self-deprecate i know but keeps expectations in life <laughs> but it was a good interview like i really got a lot out of it and uh I think you did a good job. I mean, the only thing, you know, you that foot keep flip-flopping around. Yeah, I got a nervous tick when I when I do that. Look, I just don't want to be LeBron where I come in and I go, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. Not You know, it's like I got to keep expectations in, right. in a reasonable frame. You don't want to be that guy who promises like seven championships and then delivers two. True. Um, but I think having Vincent Baker there, we had a Vital Lacerda who is a Portuguese designer of great renown amongst the Euro gamers. 
And we had some great guests. We had the Dice Ministry there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bring their own audience. They do. It was and, great. They yeah. put on a good show. The good show. We did Happy Time Dungeon Hour again. I got to be on stage because Brendan was out of uh, town. Yeah, we had so. a, we had a couple. Uh, we had a couple new additions. We had Ashley from Amory Alpha. She did amazing. She, she did was great. great. Oh yeah, I'm glad that she's local because <laughs> yeah. she put a whole new fire in that that in my Tesla coils. She did. Sorry about the <laughs> sorry about the siren chowder there ashley if you're listening that was my bad <laughs> yeah we have we have audio we have an audio recording of that so we'll uh we'll have to f- i may have a video of that too I don't there know. you go you can soak up as much of my presentation Sus- skills as you would like to subscribe to the arizona game fair youtube channel if you want to see some yeah jesus you guys are like telling everybody all your like like mermaid chowder like inside jokes and shit but there's no video or nothing come on now we got there is it'll be out yeah it's just uh you know recovery phases are different when you have to you know i I think i was at like twenty thousand steps each day at game fair you think you're better than me uh no what you're saying no I'm just saying that that's a, that's how much I ran across that building. He was he was definitely the, in the, on the move, and then there were the people on the other end of the facilities line that were hanging up on you and all kinds oh, of fun yeah. stuff. No, that was fun. The the like I tried to call facilities and they just kept hanging up. I was like, oh, that's fun. So I was like, okay, well, that's not happening. So moving on. There were some <laughs> great vendors. I picked up some prints from some local artists that were super rad and cool. Yeah, yeah Did you guys get playing games or anything. I got to play DCC not once, not but twice with Michael Collette. So we started an adventure and we didn't get to conclude it. It was me and Holly playing in that one. And then some gentlemen from the ASU gaming club came and joined us when we resumed. We were forced to flee this mansion. And then we went back to the mansion because my thief incautiously dropped his wallet while he was in there the first time with his thieves guild identification in it. So they had to go back in to fetch that, to retrieve it and uncover the mystery of the mansion. Yeah. You need at least a a reason to go in there. Why would you solve a mystery just because there's a mystery? So like Scooby-Doo and the gang essentially. Right. Was there any like solid takeaways from the Vincent Baker interview and you know, that we can share with anybody here? Vincent Baker had a lot. What were your feelings on that? To say about, representation in gaming which i thought was great and he had a lot to say about um kickstarter because i asked him specifically about kickstarter and the one big takeaway i took of that was don't do stretch goals stretch goals yeah. are bullshit no that is the, that is the <laughs> legitimate takeaway of all time it, for you know, kickstarter honestly because i think that was it was it you and i who were talking on the way up to uh new mexicon and we we're talking about like kickstarter fatigue yeah do you i mean do you guys feel like kickstarter is the venue that it was say a year ago or two years ago and do you think it's gonna become or or, or return to what it was i think it's changed dramatically from two years ago like two years ago there was it was just hot stuff all over the place you could just you could not turn around and not find something that was like oh shit i need that yeah, but stuff didn't always deliver, right? right? It was super spotty. What I will say is as it gets older, it's getting more corporate and more refined to the point where it's like there's a certain expect and a lot of corporations yeah, it sucks. are no, it using sucks. it to fund their development like and Richard Thomas and I expect. No, it does suck. I agree it's, with it, you. I mean, okay. Like, it's okay. never going back. When it's we, not we, going we, back. I, I want to hang it on, on OPP or whatever. No, it isn't, because, but they're a symptom of, they're they, a symptom of the problem. They, they've been doing it for a long time. They were in Kickstarter when nobody was in Kickstarter. Cool mini or not is another one. They don't need to 
kickstart development on their games, but they do anyway, right? Well, I think part of my cooling off is the fact that, like, I think what happened is everybody thought they were going to sell books after the Kickstarter. So they were really, truly funding a, an enterprise. So they were selling you a book at near cost or like, you know, d- double cost and, you know, like what a distributor would buy it for. Essentially, I would get it for what a distributor would get it for and I would enjoy it. And then that was cool. But now, like, like what was it? The, it's a sales channel. It, it, now I have to it's pay pre-orders. basically mm-hmm. retail for something, and I'm like, that's not. I, I yeah. re- retail. I'm going to go buy it at my local store and not buy a. Yeah, this. and now it's just it's just become a place where I used to feel a lot of urgency, where I was like, oh shit, I need to make this project happen. I need to like get in on the like ground floor. I need to get the deals and stuff. And now it's like I go on there and I see like established companies doing kickstarters, and I go. Oh, it'll be in two years. It'll be on the shelf. My issue was I dropped a lot of money too. It was just getting to the point where it was, I did a couple really big Kickstarters where I threw a bunch of money into them. And then I was like, I can't keep doing that. Dude, exactly. I don't have the the The, funds. The biggest, the biggest, uh, uh, letdown right now for me has been, uh, dark conspiracy because I was so jacked up on dark conspiracy. Anybody who listens to this show knows I was jacked up on dark conspiracy. I couldn't wait for it to drop. And then it's like, they they un- and first it's not on Kickstarter it's on this other it's on this other platform which I thought was kind of interesting, but uh they they unveil this huge crowdfunding uh push that's for like five books it's like more more, more it's like two hundred and fifty dollars to get everything and it's just kind of like god damn man I got some serious fucking gaming fatigue right now I just can't do it I can't do it and that is actually making me not go to buy the core I'm almost at this point where I'm like eh if I'm not gonna get the whole thing then the core will show up when it shows up you know what I'm saying another thing I kind of don't like is this idea of oh well, I'm just gonna cut a check to some gaming company in Europe or whatever and I'm gonna let them sit on my money for two or three years you know what I'm saying it's an like, interest free loan yeah, but you know it's exactly. not an interest free loan what's that Arizona Game Fair yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the matter at hand. Sorry. So, Do you like that? Was that smooth? It, it, no, that was, was good. Was that was good. necessary. Good. Um, I, I mean, I saw a lot of people having a lot of great time. I like when I legit went to measure this place because I don't trust people's maps because and and my map for drawing this looked very much like a dungeon crawl map because i did it on graph paper with pencil. Like we nerd. Yeah. No. Legit. Nerd. Correct. Um, and I looked at this hall and I was like. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way we're going to fill this barn. Like, it's going to get Leprechaun sad in here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, oh, Richard, I wish I could have given you a hug in that moment because there's no way it could have gotten Leprechaun sad. We didn't have have the cowboy convention to help draw people in either. That's true. Or the woodworking convention. (laughs) Or the woodworking convention. Uh We need the other convention to bring people in. We did have the... The Tom Petty oh Orchestra oh, to help oh, bring shit. people in the first night. No, it wasn't Tom Petty. It was well, the t- Phoenix Symphony Orchestra what? playing Tom Petty covers in the Mesa Amphitheater. So it's the Tom Petty Orchestra. What's the difference? Friday special guest panels. So uh, what were they taking up a lot of parking or like what? Yes, they were. They were taking a lot of parking. You could hear it through the wall of the building. What some sick Tom Petty jams? 
Yeah. What's wrong with that? Richard I just I didn't like it because they kept dragging his heart around. Is that why? Is that why you haven't released the uh, the video? Because you're like worried about like getting copy striked or something. Uh, <laughs> I have not actually like listened to the video. Andrew has all that stuff, so I'm gonna. I'm. He has another. I have another project I need to finish before getting to video and audio editing. I think that was the closest I've ever gotten to being slapped by Richard was during that Tom Petty Stevie Nicks reference I just made there, where it was he just the hand went up. I I, like the microphone was about to hit. Yeah, yeah, he was about ready to to put me down. Um, But no, like when on Friday morning, when that hall was already rocking at like eight thirty. Uh, oh, nine o'clock. Like there was already like four hundred people there. I was like, oh yeah, no, this place is yeah. not going to stop till yeah. we kick everybody out. Like so, it's like, it's Arizona Game Fair is growing. It grew right. Yeah, yeah. No and worries. then uh, what what's your plans for uh for twenty? You guys think it's going to be sick again or what? Or do you think you do you think you peaked? That's no, it. no, downhill I, from here. I mean, Andrew was negotiating, trying to figure out some more space uh, because we we have the same space because we figured we'd grow into the space, but we're already like kind of hitting some of the limits in that space, especially in the open gaming area. So we were trying to figure out how to maybe get some more of that and like uh, we. Def- how was the role playing sitch? Because I know that it was a new it was a new thing. You got there was a very like- solid turnout for the D and D Adventures League, and they were doing a a charity fundraising Epic, deal yeah, where it was five dollars and you'd play in a game they raised thirteen hundred dollars for pretty good phoenix children's hospital playing D D. I i was like that's that that's off for any for a four-hour stint that's pretty damn good yep. there were um, always games going off it was sometimes like some of the tables but everybody kind of reorged and got people into tables and got games going it, so we went from and i think the rpg area is definitely a space where we there's was room to grow but there's also like it went from eight tables to twenty seven tables. Oh yeah, that's huge. Yeah, so, Daryl was doing a good job running everything and keeping Dar- everything. Daryl does an amazing job, and uh, he he was he was kicking butt. He had his crew all doing a great job over there, and I never had like because I'm sort of in the problem solving chain of of command there, and there was only one thing when he was out that I had to go deal with that wasn't really a thing because it got telephoned the wrong way it got telephoned through the system the wrong way so it was it was great that the whole that rpgs went really well we tried we had some we tried to do some big games in the theater as well as doing like we two rooms in a boom and a bunch of these like party style games in the in the theater there was miniatures games uh we not that was kind of maybe a bit of a let down because of Adepticon being the same weekend. So yeah, all, all of all yeah. the uh, A gamer miniature gamers were all Adepticons. So. Well, that's room to grow, and you're always looking for, to grow things. And yeah. uh, you know, I mean, Adam and I have a real passion for miniatures games. So I mean, maybe next year we can talk about what we'd like to do for that, or what we'd like to see for that, because uh, you know, um, I mean, of course, I always have ideas. Yes, and I got to meet the Dice Ministry people. They were super cool. Right, so shout so let's out to talk them. about they Dice Ministry here for a second. Let's take a second and talk about those guys because I've been talking to Len over uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it turns out we got a lot in common with those with those guys. They're, yeah, they they seem cool AF. I mean, I knew that they were operating in Phoenix. It's kind of, but what the listeners might not understand is that the Phoenix metropolitan area is just a gargantuan kind of like cow pie of a city that has kind of landed it out in the desert and just spread Sprawls out. Sprawls everywhere. It's like so, the size of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 
yeah, it's literally the size of a state. Basically, so. I mean, like, so you can have people who are operating and doing something very similar to you in the same city and not really know them. So, I mean, I became aware of them on Instagram, and I was like, man, when are we going to meet these guys? I still haven't had a chance to meet them in person because I was out of town, but um, I'm really hoping that we can. And uh, Len seems like a great guy. Yeah, he's great. And they were running some actual plays. They were really fun. They were interesting to watch. So I went and I attended those, had a good time. Um, they had the table right next to ours. They were selling some wares and I got to spend a lot of face-to-face time with them. It was great. I really enjoyed myself and I hope to see them again soon. And maybe we'll get together and we can play some Vampire the Masquerade. Let's which... turn that maybe into a definitely because Len seems totally down. I'm totally down. I know you've been hankering to run some uh, Venture Dark Chronicle ages. or something. Like, yeah. Yeah, one of those... One of those vampire games or whatever. Um, so we need to fucking do that. We need to yeah, like... Yeah, we do. We need to make it happen. Yeah, let's establish a timeline and make that happen. Yeah, because I'm, I'm stoked. Their enthusiasm is just... In, it, it's adi- not addictive, but... Uh, it's infectious. Infectious. They're young, Richard. Okay? Uh, yeah. stop, will you stop hating on Adam and I because we're old bastards? No, Jesus. No, you guys... Fucking you guys Christ, man. got your own type of enthusiasm that's tinted with grit and grim and bigger. Well... So... <laughs> it's in, it's tainted with whiskey right well, now. Well, <laughs> clearly, and, and beer. Um, yep. But uh, no. Step your game up, Richard. Where are you, they, buddy? You haven't even had one yet. Well, I, you know. It's 420. It's 420. It's conceptually 420 right now. Thanks. Oh, peer Thank pressure, Thanks, peer Adam. pressure, straight edge vegan. You're welcome. It's over. All uh, right. Yeah. Clearly, I've, I've ruined many vows. But no, um, uh, they came in early to help me test their setup because they have, they, we, last year, we didn't have. We only have four microphones for five people, and they have a, a yeah. That's pretty of, lame. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. <laughs> well, they had a crew. They had a crew of six people. I like. So. I liked how at the beginning of last year, somebody came over to me and they were like, "Hey, Brendan, uh, you're not gonna have a microphone." <laughs> that was that was that was what happened to me. Hey, uh, Brendan, uh, you're gonna have to take a hit for the team here, bro. You're uh. Not gonna have a microphone. You just made the GM share a microphone with somebody. That would have worked really well. <laughs> Look, I, I I I made a call, and I'm gonna stick by that All call. Right. I, so I we're gonna I, hear I, some I, more very soon about one of your calls. So your calls are about to become notorious. Look, I, that's, there's a reason I'm called Richie Budskill now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, my, that's gonna be my. You're gonna uh, have to retire that Richard Mayhem thing because. Yeah, well, that's what was the what, what was the best that? part of the con? Yeah, no shit. Let's do the let's, roses let's and do the, the wrap up. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. say the best part of the con. The thing that it it's weird. Just. Go with me. I know this is a gr- not the audience for this. Wait, is this some scritching? Were you fl- no, no, are you no, furry? No. You getting no, ready no, to no, do no, your no, furry no. shit? I was helping to run tournaments over in the other building for board games. Oh, I thought you were about to say for scritching. No, no, <laughs> Jesus, that was, that was in stop the- stepping on my jam, Richard. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna step on your jam. But um, we ran. We tried to run these classic game tournaments at Comic Fest, and they ran out of uh, they. Their fire alarm went off. So we were like, oh, we'll just kind of say there wasn't any running. It was some jackass pulled the fire alarm and it shut the entire thing down. Right. But uh, so we decided to try to run a Hungry Hungry Hippos tournament again. Okay. I know this, but just the, the true cultists will have been following the Hungry Hungry Hippos tournament since the summer. This is the this is your moment. 
And don't so forget we, the Jenga Speed Tournament, which well, I watched and was the, hilarious. The Jenga Tournament is one of my favorite things where you use Jing, uh, a chess clock and you play Jenga to a chess clock that's got a minute and a half on it. Which is the only way to play Dread, by the way. We you actually, totally we actually that, put yeah. that a video of that on our Facebook page, so you should go to the Facebook page and check that out because this Speed Jenga thing is literally the shit. Like, I mean, seriously, of all, like target style game innovations this is the thing i love is the speed jenga thing all right go ahead you were saying we're gonna we're, so you so you so so you're we big ran gro- this hungry hungry hippos tournament right and we had 16 people sign up for it which i oh, was just like freaking good. mind blown by that because i figured oh we'd get like four kids and four four kids and they'd play a game of hungry hungry hippos right and I'd hand them one of my 3d printed uh custom uh, uh trophies and off they'd go but Every time we had at least 12 people playing the three or four times we, we ran it. You ran it like four times? Three or four times. And we had 12 people playing it. And, and uh, they it had a blast. And I cannot... That sort of like enthusiasm for a really dumb game just for some reason really buoys my spirit like <laughs> if you ever run a crossfire tournament dude I'm i was there literally about to say that crossfire. i'll get caught up in the crossfire <laughs> dude that just, crossfire dude that dude crossfire bring it next year it, adam it, and i will dude we should get matching outfits yeah for the crossfire tournament <laughs> with like headbands with double, the lightning double, bolts double yeah. and then we'll just go in there and we'll just yeah. we'll take suckers out yeah, if, be like, if you guys can find copies of crossfire like that's I not will our legit, job I, we okay, don't run a game right, fair i'll Jesus figure out how to make Christ. copies of crossfire Okay, you're gonna get that Jesus. 3D printer for your basilisk. Yeah, for my for my basilisk, so I don't have to buy those fifty dollars. Oh All right. You, okay. Was there any thorns for the uh, for Arizona Game Fair? I mean, look, this is this 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 podcast is not sponsored by Arizona Game Fair or any shit like that. So so we can say some. You know, it wasn't all ups, guys. There yeah, was also please, that moment. <laughs> oh, do I? Do I got to be the one? You got to go first. All right. That moment so, when you walked in on Richard doing autoerotic asphyxiation in the was bathroom. the high point. No, that, that was the low point. point. Look, I didn't die. It's fine. Right. Right. <laughs> as long as you don't David Carradine it, you're okay. Don't, don't Michael Hutchins um, out. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of people have died from autoerotic asphyxiation. It's a silent killer. It really is. Um, the high point for me was getting to interact with all the local gaming scenes, seeing all the people passionate about games in one place, interacting. It was a great show. It's big, you know, seeing how well run it was, how well everything was put together. Um, it's as a far beautiful as time of the year. It is well. a beautiful if, time of the year. If you're planning on coming out to Phoenix to enjoy a game fair, you might say it's the perfect time because, because it's not blazingly hot and you right. won't immediately hate your life. Anyway, go ahead. And it's indoors, which is great, too. So you're also, not going to be walking outside and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. You don't have to walk stuff. around outside from place to place. It's all indoors. The thorn for me was not getting to spend uh, enough time playing games. You know, Colette was there and he graciously did some DCC. I didn't get into any of Ken St. Andre's games. I didn't get into any of uh, Vince Baker's games, the homie. Alex got into Ken St. Andre games. That's what I heard. So he was there playing that, and he looked like it looked like it was a good time. The and homie so, Jared got into. Uh, oh yeah, Jared Washburn. Game, I miss was, I miss Jared, man. I haven't seen that guy. In and I didn't get minute. to spend enough time interacting with with the cultists, which upset me because. But you know, I was at the table, so if 
people wanted to find me, that's where I was most of the time. So they could find me and, and chat Ooh. me up. I feel like you just came to a realization while yeah. you were in the midst of that. Yeah, you were like, I did. You were like, it was, it was kind of like... It's like, oh, they didn't want to see me. Oh, oh man. Oh, Maybe no. I'm the problem. It's that thing where you're like, am I the asshole? Oh, and you're like, oh, no. man, I am. Sadness. Yeah, so I guess my, my realization is that I'm a, I'm a sad man who drives people away from me. That, not, that would be my thorn. That's not smiles times. No. Did you have any not thorns or thorns? Uh, I think what? my uh. I think my thorn was just like I kind of had mental burnout from the whole thing. Facilities? Was facilities your thorn? Well, oh, also, not having a bar the second day. What the fuck was up with well, that? Okay, so... Well, was there booze on hand? There was booze on the Friday, but not on Saturday. And so when I did Happy Time Dungeon Hour, I had to BYOB. What? There was there was not this is well, this is this it, is a it, team it, member innovation right well, there's booze on hand at Arizona Game Fair I me likey yeah well we had to make sure we could cover uh the the because every convention center requires you to pay spend so much at the bar in order to cover for the bar to be there plus we have to pay for a security guard I feel like so, you're getting ready to say some kind of chinsy but shit lo- most likely we're gonna have it for Friday and Saturday next week oh, no problems next year but n- yeah, not right. not no promises but legitimately that's something we've already talked Andrew, about Andrew are you listening to this dog because no, it needs to happen my writer my writer as usual is a bottle of bourbon Andrew, so just make it happen Andrew. Okay, we need all the cultists to write in and demand the bar. I know that there's a <laughs> bunch of strategist dudes out there who aren't going to do it, and that's cool. I understand your objection. Everybody who doesn't object, please write in to Arizona Game Fair and be like, we aren't going unless there's a bar. They don't have to object. They just they don't participate. Just get it for us. Get it for the people who aren't straight edge. But uh, they don't give a shit. Oh, they don't yeah, care they about us. Really All right, fair enough. All right, so but but my thorn is that wait that I, wasn't the thorn. My thorn that seemed like a huge thorn. Yeah, that was that, that one I on did, a while. I couldn't Jesus get a Christ! Drink. My <laughs> guys, uh, but no, my thorn was I got mentally burned out, and and I'm not going to be the director of Mayhem next year. I'm gonna set. I'm gonna do technical. I'm gonna do technical stuff. Set up computers and stuff. Set up infrastructure beforehand. But the sweet part is I'm going to get to play next year. So That's what you think. Theoretically. Wow. Fair enough. Think, dude. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Spoilers, kids. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, probably That not. brings us to... New Mexico! Mexico. <laughs> 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 nice. fucking Albuquerque. weird owl song about that. We, oh, we did God. take a left turn at Albuquerque, too. We took several. Yeah. We took several wrong turns oh in Albuquerque. Oh, my God, Albuquerque. There's a reason why they set Breaking Bad there, guys, and it's not because it's like a picturesque, happy place. Anyway, so we went to New Mexico, which is also in Albuquerque. And we, we did. We, 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 we road tripped At there. the Ramada. We broded it up. We were Formerly like, the MCM Elegante. We were like, let's all get in the car. Let's drive to fucking New Mexico. Look. I've had the seven hour Necromunda podcast. You all are missing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he makes it sound like he only, he like, it was like seven hours of me and Adam talking to about uh, okay, Necromunda it was only like in the three car. Hours, but. Yeah, it was only three hours. It's only a six hour drive from Phoenix to, to, to Albuquerque. Six and a half. Well, okay. Anyway, anyway, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, it was great. Because I, I love listening to the show, so it was kind of like having the show going on. It's a live action. <laughs> live action show playing. This, Interesting. Like, this is not, like, these guys aren't just playing a bit here. They are these people. So just 
I, I've <laughs> my whole life is a bit, Richard. That's true. I'm but... Pagliacci, okay. <laughs> when I go to the doctor. Anyway. Oh, uh oh, so guys, isn't that like a Robin Williams bit? That was from Rorschach from Watchmen. Is it? Yeah, I remember. He's, he, I feel down. The world is a dark and scary That's place. That's from and Rorschach. And he goes, "Oh, I have the prescription for you. Go see the great clown Pagliacci." But doctor, I am Pagliacci. I thought that was cloud labs. Everybody claps. I thought that was Robin Williams. It's Rorschach from Watchmen. Anyway, anyway, but we went to New Mexico. Yeah, that was a good time. Um, so we drove out on uh, what was it Thursday Thursday. night? Yeah, Thursday during the day we drove out and we had like a lot of uh, good times, kind of like road tripping, because you know I flew out to um, I flew out to Adepticon and then Adam and I had driven out with Heather to. Uh, LA for Orcon, and it was just like a different vibe when it's like three three dudes in a car, like with a cooler and a bunch of I don't know role playing vegan cookies, <laughs> vegan cookies and role playing contraband in the car. It was, it was just a different vibe, and it was a good time. I, I and don't I re- forget the ether. I knew soon <laughs> enough we'd be <laughs> into that rotten stuff. There, there we go. There we go. <laughs> um. We got to New Mexico and they were ha- okay. So I had made this like horrifying full metal RPG mistake in that I had assumed that the Thursday night board game meetup was a party that had board games. It, okay, so it wasn't all right, it was like a place where people play board games at, as a party. So then we showed up drunk. And we were like, hey, man, who wants to hang out with us? Yeah, like, we literally I, Ubered to the place. Yeah. <laughs> having had so drunk. What? You I were, was still sober. You were still sober? Yes, I was God, sober at that point. Damn it. Anyway, I, w- I, I was I literally, sobered up I was literally like texting, not, not texting, I was messaging Mark Diaz Truman on the way over there. I was like, what's the alcohol, sitch? Like I was some kind, <laughs> like I was some kind of bro. It was, Anyway. So, so needless to say, no board games were played. Uh, then on Friday, we did the muster thing, and I finally learned about this muster thing that everybody's yeah. been telling me about. And it all came together. Once you do the muster, you understand the muster and how it works. It's actually really cool. It's an amazing idea, and it really worked out well. Um, what did you guys play on on Friday? That was Scum and Villainy, right? Scum and Villainy. Yes. Scum, and villainy. Played Scum and Villainy. It's a, that's a Forged in the Dark uh, space opera game that is based on the Blades in the Dark rule set, right? Yes, that is correct. Y- you know what? Before we go any further, let's just do a real quick break. We'll just be like, hey, guys, we're going to do a break. And then we'll put in some uh, music right here, and it'll be like, and then we should also name our sponsors. Who yeah, sponsors? I was going to say, we got to talk about sponsors. Our sponsors hey, Adam, are Exalted Funeral. Adam, and I'm starting to slur. Will you uh, talk about our sponsors really quickly, please? <laughs> sure. When do you want me to do that? When we get back? No, do it right now. All right. I'm going to leave this all in. <laughs> I have no <laughs> <Clearly>. shame. <laughs> Fair enough. Our sponsors are Game Depot in Tempe, Arizona, on McClintock and Southern. By the YC's Mongolian, which is another favorite of mine. Game Depot in Tempe, Arizona. Dave and Patty are great people. They've got us set up with everything that we need. I bought my last issue of White Dwarf there. As did I. Which has awesome Necromunda stuff in it. And a couple new of the uh, 
Warhammer blind bag heroes. They're not blind bags of the boxes, but I bought yeah, a couple you seem more to of like that, man. You're... I really do. I really love those things. Every and time I see them, you're me. always buying one of those. I just love miniatures, and so they've always got those for me. And any dupes, I get to turn into statues for Necromunda. It's win, win, win. I either get a cool new figure. Uh, I get a statue for Necromunda, or I get something that I can turn into a guy for, you know, one of my armies, either Blood Angels or whoever for Joe There is no downside. There is no downside. It's all upsides. So Game Depot in Tempe, Arizona, check them out. They're a proud sponsor of ours. We love them. Big shout out to them. The other is Exalted Funeral. Exalted Funeral. Exalted Funeral for all of your OSR and role-playing needs. They just finished their Kickstarter for Ultraviolet Grasslands, which was a resounding success. My God. It was insane. It made almost $100,000. I thought it made over. Uh, Maybe over. over? Uh, Last I looked, it was crazy how much they were raking in. Those guys are doing great stuff. And keep your eyes peeled in the future. There may be some new items on the horizon. Yeah, with Exalted Funeral. Quite possibly. Uh, and seriously, you should totes get in on the Exalted Funeral bandwagon before they won't have anything to do with us because that's clear, clearly the trajectory. They're like obviously going to be like way beyond Full Metal RPG. I mean... <laughs> It'll Spoil- be like that girlfriend who Spoilers, left you. Kids. You'll still love them, but like you, and you'll check in on them. But they want oh, nothing sure. to do with you, and right. they're, they're not checking in I've, on you. I fully expect to like hit up Matt Kelly outside of a restaurant where I'm like all toothless, and I'm like, Matt, man, like, can I have a dollar? I need to buy fruit, and he's gonna be like, Who are you? Get away, and just like, <laughs> just, just walk on as he tilts <laughs> his hat forward, yeah. and marches off in his fur coat, and, and then whatever. he'll 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 turn to his to his 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 lovely wife and say i don't i don't know who that ruffian was and more power to him for doing so uh, agree but those are our sponsors game depot temporary arizona exalted funeral check them out let them know we sent you we love them hopefully you'll show them some love as well yeah indeed get on that Is he dead? Is Casey Kasem yeah. dead? Yes. Where have I been? <laughs> Apparently not keeping track of the Casey Kasem what? death clock. Hey, what? Abe Vigoda is also dead. What the Finally. fuck? <laughs> all those people are spending all that money to make I the... I don't think you get to, to say the, finally and then unfortunately. They're, 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 they're well, making that such a long cathedral joke. in Paris. They're fixing it, but nobody's doing anything about Casey Kasem. <laughs> Hashtag... <laughs> 2019 is bullshit. We should put him on the golden throne. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Just so you can be the god emperor of mankind. What were we talking about? We were, we're, we're welcoming ta- people we're, back. We're talking and about now we're going to talk about New Mexican. New Mexican! We had done our so, Friday game. Yeah, we had done our Friday game, which is Scum and oh, Villainy. Right, and yeah. we're not feeling my killer robot. So yeah, yeah. You, so you guys actually ended up in the same game. We yeah, did. I, okay, so they do this muster thing, and they call everybody up to the front, and they're like, hey, what do you want to run? And there's like a bunch of people, and they like, can't pitch a game for you. And then there's like a system that, when it's explained to you, it makes no sense. But once you experience it once, it works. It makes so sense. So let me just say, if you have a chance to do this muster thing, just fucking do it. It's fine. It works out great. It actually works out way better than you would imagine. So... I went and played Sega House Rules, and you guys went and played Scum and Villainy. Correct. How did Scum and Villainy go? I I like the system. I really want to 
play a Star Wars game in that, and we were both trying to play Star Wars. They wanted it to be Firefly. Because, okay, and, so and we were but we were bounty hunters, which should have been Cowboy Bebop, but right. Anyway, uh, and I, then I, I decided I wanted Bebop. to play a homicidal robot. Yeah, and right from the get go, I encountered resistance. You were like IG one eight seven, right, or HK. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to be one of those murderous robots from the Star Wars universe. And right from the get go, there was just extreme resistance to this entire concept and idea. And me being me, of course, I was respectful of their wishes. No, I'm just kidding. I went ahead and did whatever the hell I wanted. Well, you tried, no, but then you, they kept you, like fucking you over, right? Right. You respected their wishes, and they really. they were just kind That's of. Kind of trying to crow me in a direction I didn't want to go in. So, Richard, what's your take? You say that you Adam is saying one thing, you're saying another thing. I, I was not there. What happened? I, I, I think he, I think he was already maybe backbenched by the time he had the opportunity just to kill somebody, in, in and then it was he was like, okay, I'm just going to go along with what they're saying because that's I felt like that was the vibe at that point. Like there was no going. Yeah, there was a lot of me just referring to people as like meat and yeah. stuff because I was just all right, like fine. Futurama. I'll just you were basically playing one of the robots. From oh, Futurama. you were like Bender. You were just doing Bender at a certain point. It was yeah. At a certain point, it became clear that they didn't want me to actually be a homicidal robot, so it became the kill all humans, kill all, hey baby, want to kill all humans. And so I did the thing where it was, hey guys, if you find a hard drive full of circuit diagrams, that's not mine. So you you, you kind of started doing a bit. I you started like, doing a bit just because they weren't going to let me actually be a homicidal robot. But like the thing is, is that uh, I mean, because I actually ended up playing with that GM later, and I could see where he was probably like not stoked about the bit. Well, and I wasn't even trying to... The <laughs> Adam, bit happened Adam, later. Adam the just bit, gave me this look. The bit Adam's was like, not the first thing I went with. I went with, I'm a homicidal <laughs> robot. And it was, you don't get to play a homicidal robot. And then I was like, all right, then I'm going to do a bit. And the bit also did not go over very well. Usually you guys should have seen the look Adam just gave me. It was like, fuck you, buddy. Uh, I think I got kind of <laughs> sidelined once Once I mentioned the cult did crazy sex stuff. I was okay with that until they started abusing children. But like... They, <laughs> Which was about the second thing you said. It was. And then like they didn't ever actually ask me what I was going to do, including I'm the pilot. And they didn't ask me what I wanted to do in space. So it, was pretty, is, it was pretty funny when we had to fly into the place. But, and he's like, oh, no, they just send guys out to get you and tow you in because your engines <laughs> cut out and i was like he's this literally, literally all he does a pilot. it's literally <laughs> the thing that i bought this character sheet for so what you guys are saying is is that you showed up you really repped full metal rpg hard and we deep, did and we everybody did. was like okay you guys These guys know what's up they were no like, they guys, uh, they were like look at this clown car amateur hour bullshit they were like, you guys suck Mm-hmm. All right, great. Well, which all is right. fine because I've been told that the banner was amateur too. So it's like that's all fine. All right, so Adam's gonna, Adam's <laughs> gonna go in on this whole fucking banner thing, okay? Adam's got this whole fucking thing about the banner. All right, you gave so, me an axe. I'm gonna grind it. So, so here's the deal. Uh, Formula RPG sponsored New Mexico this year. Okay, it was a backer level on Kickstarter. Um, so we not only did we did we back it, we also spent an additional sum of money that will be remain undisclosed for Heather the girlfriend to go and play games, which she chose not to. BT Dubs, just so you guys all know. Okay, so so we we had like a um, we had we had a, an interest in this in this con going well. So I had been sharing emails with uh, Matt Bonhoff 
who was the organizer of the whole damn thing. It's his job to make sure this thing goes off seamlessly. He's wanting to interact with the sponsors. He's wanting, and he and he has these specifications. He's like, he's like, here's the shit that Full Metal RPG needs to send, and and they need to send it like this. And of course, because we're a two bit podunk operation, I don't send him anything. Run by trunks. I don't do. I Just don't, to be clear, I don't do any of the stuff he tells me to do. Right now. Part of what we paid for was we got to have our flyers in the program and we got to have our banner up. And he had sent me this very detailed email about what dimensions the banner needed to be and how it needed to be printed. Now, of course, I didn't act on any of these things. I just told Adam, bring the banner that we have and roll it up and throw it in the fucking trunk. And when we get there, we'll just like kind of foist it on them and we'll see what they do, right? <laughs> so we show up at the con, right? And Matt's like, okay, do you have your banner? And I'm like, yeah, we have the banner, but it's not a professionally made banner. And of course, this is like within earshot of Adam who made the banner. He's like, oh, my banner's not professional enough for you. It's not a professional enough banner. <laughs> when did I become like, an 1880s prospector? It's just like... <laughs> the shit. Like, like, well, so, I got my so cone cup the, hype here. So I got for, a China gold that's buried in them not hills. For the whole fucking weekend, I had to hear about how fucking oh my banner just wasn't professional enough for full metal rpg it's like dude the homie sent me like dimensions he's like oh you it, you need to have it printed up and shit that's all i was saying that's all i was saying you get about like, this topic. nobody i where was i going with this anyway the point <laughs> the point is i didn't mean anything by being non-professional all right it just means that you're not a professional banner maker. <laughs> but Listen, th- but this guy oh. was totally professional because he went. He's like, "Oh, this is cool. I'll just go get the hooks I need to hang this on the wall." Look, yeah, they were totally rolled yeah, with it. They were totally cool. And we were, when we, they bury me, you drape the banner over my coffin and then just put a giant unprofessional, yes. <laughs> professionally made banner that says oh. "unprofessional" oh. over top of that. And then I'm gonna flick my cigarette at it yeah. and it's gonna blow up and right. I'm gonna walk away in slow motion. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. Clearly, all I ask. Clearly. Yeah, well that well that's gonna happen. I'm gonna guarantee it. And if your wife has anything to say about it, she needs to I'm just gonna stiff arm her. I'm just gonna like boom like this. Boom Heisman. Boom. Listen, she's gonna be in the coffin with me because oh, that's, this has gotten really weird. That's how it's gonna be a Viking funeral. Weirdly she dark. She has to get this chained is, to the coffin and go with me. This has gotten weirdly dark. All right, so no, they loved the banner, and and it was also I would just like to point out the only we were the yeah, only sponsor no, that showed up with had a banner. banner. Yeah. So so anyway, and nothing was in the programs. None of the other people had their stuff in the programs either. So yeah. I don't think anybody had it together. I don't feel bad. <laughs> Hashtag no regrets. Ha- Hashtag no, gaming no industry. Work. Hashtag no regrets. R A G. What? Yeah. R A G. What else did we do that weekend? Um. Well, I ran uh, Saturday morning. I but ran. This is on Saturday. Okay. I played Sega House Rules. Yeah. I did. That you- was interesting. I'm hoping to have uh, Paul Sega on to talk about his game. It was very strange. It was a very interesting game. Cause it, 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 he, his whole pitch on it was like, oh, it's going to be an OSR game that focuses on social, socially overcoming the the challenges in in old school modules. He's like, he's like, it's a social OSR game. 
that you can use for any old module. And uh, I honestly, and this is not me trying to take a chip out of like a well-respected game designer, because he's obviously a very smart guy, and he's obviously doing a lot of interesting stuff. I just don't know if it worked. It was a very, it was a very, it was a very kind of strange game. There were moments where I was perplexed mm. while playing. That was my experience on Friday. Well, we'll get a chance to talk to him about it. Yeah, um, I gave him my card. I want to have him on the show to talk about his different works, including the Sega House Rules, and to see kind of how that's developing. I mean, it was a play test, so it's not a finished game, and he was definitely like taking notes as he as we, as he was running the game. I think that he's open to critique. So, I mean, I'm not trying to trash the guy by search of the imagination. Um, it was just a. It was wait, based on the pitch. It was just kind of like, hmm, all right, well, okay. Anyway, Saturday. Yeah. So Saturday, I in the morning session, I was like, okay. So I was going to run one game the, during the weekend because I hadn't run for a while because of all the game fair stuff. So I decided to run Damn the Man, Save the Music. I've been hearing about this game for a hot minute. Yeah, it was a Kickstarter back. It's basically, if you've seen the show, the the movie Empire Records, it's basically Empire Records, the role-playing game. So your Revolutionary Records has been going out of business since 1974. You're trying to save Empire Records. You're a bunch of... Revolution pe- Records. Yes. Revolution Records, because, yes. We don't want to get sued. And, <laughs> uh, and so your playing employees uh, or not even employees but people that hang out in revolution records you're a bunch of like lovable misfits yeah and you've got to like make sure that the record store doesn't go out of business one of you live tyler for some reason now there's no campaign play in this game no it's, it's a like one a shot one only. shot boom yeah how's the replayability you think i've run it uh twice now and what do you think and I, as the game master running it, it's going to be a while before I ran, run this again. Like, I think it works really well as a one-shot, and if you really want that, like, quick, easy, like, I need a one-shot, like, right now, I just need to run something. Con game style. Con game. It's a con game. But while, after I played, after I ran this, which the game went incredibly well, uh, they took a singer-songwriter who is trying to reinvent herself into a modern 90s because it's all set in the 90s a modern like 90s like singer they basically turned her goth and then uh because one of the players was playing a goth player and then they basically turned her goth and then they all joined her band and played a a a a show at the end of it to like get her career back on track it was a, How would it that was, get her career back on track? Well, the 90s she, was like singer-songwriter heaven. That was the era of Sarah McLaughlin and Melissa Etheridge. Come on now. Well, but it was... And Jewel. It, but, it, yeah. it was Jewel, just, it for was, fuck's sake. We didn't, we didn't peer beyond that show. It, she just got convinced to do this thing because it's a role-playing game. As long as it was like Switchblade Symphony style, I'd be down with it. Yeah, but they weren't known for making tons of money. Oh, no, they weren't, but they're still one of my favorite bands. So, Well, okay. I, I, then I got weird taste, so I'm sure someone will be like, you fucking suck. You like Switchblade Symphony. So anyway, get at me if you hate Switchblade Symphony. Yeah, do or it. Or you're going to rumble. Do it. 
Or if you like it, get at me. So, right. so you had a good time. I had a good time running that. Funny enough, the Scum and Villainy GM was actually playing in that game next to me. <laughs> so <laughs> that was uh, fun. And part of the, you know, I, I gave everybody their spotlight as, as part of the game. It's every act you get a spotlight thing. So I didn't, you know. I played the game the way it's supposed to be played, and I think everybody had fun. Did you, did you do anything on Saturday, Adam? Saturday morning, no. In the afternoon session, I ran a game. You played in the morning session, though, right? I played um, a game called Tall Pines in the morning session, and uh, that game is fucking amazing. It's uh, It was run by uh, an Arizona-based GM named Jason Corley, and you I mentioned really, him earlier. I did indeed. I give him a shout out, and I really can't recommend him highly enough. If you are at New Mexico or if you're at Rencon, and then I'm hoping that you know the Arizona Game Fair crew will find some way to get him up to Arizona Game Fair. We, we've always invited all the uh, Tucson GMs to come up and run. If, so. if you if you have a chance to play in one of his games, I highly highly recommend it. He's a he's a brilliant GM. He's just one of those guys. He's just he just knows how to do it. Anyway, so Twin Twin Pines, Tall Pines, is a a card based role playing game that's based very heavily on on Twin Peaks. Now he 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 pitched it, and I kind of thought it was the Kira Magrin Twin Peaks card based RPG, but it's not. It's apparently the other one. I'm like, okay. There's two. I didn't know that there were two. The case started within like three weeks of each other. I guess that was just in the air. Well, the show point. came back and everybody wanted in on it. Sure. Um, I, I checked it out because it was pitched as being surrealist. I didn't feel like the game ran particularly surreal. However, it hits the beats of a like offbeat police procedural just boom 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 and it was so fun it was so fun the table um had like a sort of mixed kind of like background for role playing um but everybody had deep buy in and so we just had a blast i felt like the game really went super well and uh Kind of the way that he told it, the way that he manicured it and made sure that we stayed on on track, just made it super fun. I, I mean, I really can't recommend uh, Tall Pines enough. It is, um, I mean, you got to pick one up. You should go on the. You should. You got to find it. It's on. It's on kind of like a weird. Don't don't go on drive through RPG and buy. The go to Google of, and search for Tall Pines physical. Is it like? Itch.io? I, and I don't even know if you need copy. It's just Tall Pines physical. Yeah. And it should be one of the first two or three links. If if you can't find it, then get at me and I can share with you the link because I have a link to it. Don't buy the drive through RPG one. That's just like a PDF of some cards you gotta like print up yourself because. The cards are integral to this, and they have um, they're double sided, and what side is facing up is important, and you don't want to deal with that headache while you're printing them up at home. Um, all I'm saying is that Tall Pines was great. It was the it was literally the best game I played at New Mexico. I had a, a fantastic time, and um, I'd do it all again. If 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 I was at a con and I saw Jason and he was pitching Tall Pines, I'd be like. Yahtzee. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah, the afternoon session where I was playing uh, Fantagy, 
which is a weird fantasy. How'd that go? Because it's interesting. I think that the girlfriend of the dude who wrote fantasy was in my Tall Pines game. Oh, okay. Um, I pl- it was uh, basically it was kind of supposed to be a fantasy sci-fi setting. So kind of they said Shira. Really, it was uh, He Man because there was no women at the table so no ladies showed up for this no lady shows showed up for this but they're basically the same thing just two universes that are related yeah right no i mean i understand i I understand the she-ra continuity oh i know i'm trying to help the for our listeners who may not be big she-ra fans like we are (laughs) to understand the the link between the he-man and the she-ra continuity because hordak is the one who gave skeletor his powers skeletor of course is he-man's nemesis Look, look, guys, it's all just fucking Star Wars in a cartoon, okay? All right? Yep. With, so with a lot of weird bondage elements? Hey. Oh, that's the best part. Yeah, Saturday, Fisto? Saturday morning in the 80s, guys. Anyway. I named ahead. my Necromon a gang leader after that guy. <laughs> go, go ahead, Richard. Um, saying? So I played this game, and uh, it, was, it was an interesting production. It was the guy that wrote it. Um, they used basically like postcards and business cards as there is kind of the the uh, your character she was on a business ca- or a poster card and all the bad guys and all the things you were interacting with it was like taking fate or fate accelerated because there was a lot of like attributes and situations on the table and you were just as you described it instead of just rolling four dice and get going off the bonuses on your character sheet you were going off the bonuses the situations on your character sheet and everything on the table. And then that would add dice to a big dice pool. And you were basically rolling off against the GM as opposed to like, Oh, I got this many successes. That means something. So I had a lot of fun describing my knight who rode a, a giant chopper motorcycle who wielded double, uh, double war hammers, uh, was that was a lot of fun to describe me like do it using a motorcycle in melee combat and like that was a lot of fun but it was it took a while to get through the first combat like took like two and a half three hours to get through the first combat what the fuck three hours to get through a combat that's like some fucking pathfinder shit well it would there You're was hurting just, my brain right now there was like four different fights going on at the exact same time so it was it was kind of yeah weird but it, it we i had a good time because we the players at the table brought it sure and the gm brought it and it was a good time i don't think i would actually buy the game but that's that's my minute review of that game adam what you got afternoon session i ran since we didn't talk about what we bought i bought wrath and glory the warhammer 40k brought. rpg based on the recommendation by chris handley of darker days radio so uh, if you're not listening to Darker Days Radio, go check him out. Chris is a great guy. Yeah, no doubt. He said it's a great game. So I went out and I was like, well, that finally broke down the last reserves of willpower I had. I bought Wrath and Glory. And I ran Blessings Unheralded, the free RPG day adventure. Are you talking about that one that you spoiled for everybody on the last episode? Yeah, that's oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. It's because <laughs> literally the first scene is not you walk inside the sanitarium and pox walkers walk right towards you. It's the very first scene in the adventure. I just really you, feel you like walk you could, inside as pox walkers. You're like, oh, I, this is some normal shit. I just really feel like you could write an additional scene. 
So I, I feel so, like you didn't need to because you got to get right in that Nurgle shit. I just really feel like you could start it out with something else. Well, we did the whole coming down from the rogue trader ship onto the planet, landing, seeing the sisters of battle. Oh, so what you're saying is is that you did exactly the thing that I'm saying? That you no, I'm saying do. I didn't do what you <laughs> you said. I'm saying that uh, there was there were poxwalkers on the shuttlecraft as they descended. Were there? Fuck you. Anyway, but let's re- since we're rewinding to the last. <laughs> episode and they're going to continue the argument they've been having for the last three but weeks it uh it went it went well we played we played the scenario and they went through and they were able to stop what was going on so i don't want to spoil it for anybody don't spoil it adam Jesus. I, you know, it, was it corn it could have been corn was it slanesh it could have been the emperor was it zanich was it the Tau? Spoiler, it was the Tau. Sure. They went and they dealt with that threat. And then as kind of an, an addendum to that, I had them go and travel to another planet where their rogue trader had gone to. And they saw all of these strange monoliths and plinths in this pyramid complex that the rogue trader had gone into a strange, eerie green light coming out of it. And, and that was where we left it. Was Peter Steele in there? In the green light. <laughs> no, was, yeah. I did it, guys. Anyway, but so but no, uh, Peter Steele was not in this there. game, but, but it was fun, and I had a good time. I took the morning session off so that I could prep to run this game. I went and I. They do not make finding the characters that they didn't include in the free RPG day demo easy. There's some alchemy involved in searching for them and finding them because there's a sister of battle and there's an inquisitorial acolyte that are not included in the adventure. There's six characters that are supposed to be there. They only give you four. Oh, and this is Ulysses Spiel, right? This is their This is Ulysses Spiel, and they it's don't even really a have a web page kind of for interact. Wrath and Glory. Yeah. They yeah. took it down. None of that stuff is there. Everything 404s. It's kind of weird. It's very odd. It's like they supported it, but they don't support it, but they're producing books for it. But are they? I, I can't tell what's going on with that property. There's got to be something going on with GW and the way that GW is like, yo, you're not allowed to set up certain web pages that will detract from our web pages or right. something. There's, There's something be bizarre something. happening. I don't understand yeah. it. The game itself is good. It's fun. It can't, If you want to essentially capture that Warhammer K 40K feeling of I am this engine of war like sent to deal death to the enemies of the emperor it does that much better than the death watch and dark heresy and black crusade lines and only war lines ever did that said there's it's it's crunchy there's crunchy bits to that game that you need to be on the lookout for because combat gets really fussy i have to hit then I have to compare my hit against your resilience. Then I have to do damage, but then there's a soak and it's, there's, I, I feel like in tone, it might be a little bit more comic booky than like, it's very heroic heresy. You mm-hmm. know, it's very but, heroic. So I don't know that I'd recommend it for like hive scum, but then I haven't really played the hive scum. Cause yeah. these are all tier three heroes. Now you bought I don't the know book, if tier right? one heroes. Yeah. I Did have, you have fun with the book. The book is great. I love all those artifacts. Are you still reading the book? I am still reading the book. I love all those artifacts. I love Warhammer 40K. I love that universe. I can't get enough of Grimdark. God help me. So I'll probably run it again at some point. I'm planning to bring it to Game Club and run it there. But it was a lot of fun. I had a great time. The players I had were great. Everybody really inhabited their characters and were doing really cool epic stuff. And it felt like a Warhammer 40K adventure. 
So hilariously, the game that I was playing in on Saturday afternoon was um, directly across the hall from the <laughs> Warhammer <laughs> Wrath and Glory game that Adam was running, right? And so there was this moment where, like, as we were sitting down and people were, like, making their characters and stuff, and I could kind of, like, hear through the hall these tones that kind of like, reminded me of Adam. I was like, I wonder if Adam's running and, like, literally the room right across the hall and then in the you know i don't know an hour maybe two into the into the game there was one of those weird moments where nobody was talking there was just like this lull in the conversation at our table and like i hear adam's voice just pierce through the silence and he yells heresy 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 and i was like oh yeah that's adam (laughs) there's a lot of heresy in that game we should describe the 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 play areas in this in this convention. Oh yeah, it was, it was sweets. It was cool because they did it. They look, they, they did, did the sweets right. things right. Because other other cons try to do this sweet thing where they're like, "Oh, we're gonna get some hotel rooms. We're gonna let you run in the hotel room." But what what New Mexicon does is they take the bed out, right? So you can't do anything in there except play the role playing game. They take the they they move the table over to where the bed would have been and, and kind of like weirdly this place had these like headboards that were like uh, built yeah. into the wall so there's like these kind of floating headboards but um it really opens up the play space so you've got like a couch in there and you can kind of sit or everybody's gathered around the table but but there's no weird awkward there's a bed in the room while I'm trying to fucking play the game like you're fucking 14 and you like invited your buddies over to hang out in your room and like play D and D, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it, it it was the right way of doing it for sure. Straight up, straight up. I played in Band of Blades for my last game because we didn't get to play on Sunday. We had to uh, peace out because it was it's you know it was a long drive and we kind of wanted to see our families. We we I mean I think we were kind of conned out because it's like we'd done a lot of con and because we had thought that the first the the Thursday was gonna be a party we didn't stay for the. Sunday actual party. Yeah. Correct. If I had to do over again, I'd be like, let's roll in on like say Thursday night or Friday morning, and then let's uh, stay for the after party on Sunday and drive back on Monday. But we did not do that, so we got Friday kinda... morning roll in would have required leaving pretty early here. Well, because they didn't start games until like fucking one or something, right? One or yep. two. One. one. So that's noon here. So you need to be leaving phoenix by 5 a.m yeah well that's I mean, just I, fine that's just how i do it when i go to la anyway the point is is uh we had to roll out on sunday so saturday afternoon was the last game that we did and i did band of blades which is a forge in the dark game um similar to scum and bill yep. uh, scum and villainy and it, it's forthcoming it hasn't been released yet and it has this really kind of gritty grimdark texture it's about playing like a group of um, people who are have been who are in this like like uh, kind of grim dark military, and they're fighting a losing war against an undead invasion. It's the Black Company. Well, I mean, I haven't read those books, so I don't know. It's I mean, similar to the Black Company. It sounds a lot. I mean, Adam says it's the Black Company. I'm just gonna take his word for it. Um, I it reminded me kind of of if you've read uh, Stephen Erickson's Gardens of the Moon, the first couple, it was a lot like that. So I think there's a number of these books that kind of focus on this kind of like grim, dark military. You're kind of like in the trenches, kind of shit. Um, it was very interesting. I had a really good time. This was 
run by the same guy that ran Richard and Adam's uh, Scum and Villainy game and then was also played in Richard's Damn the Man, Save the Music game. And he ran it. I thought he was a very competent GM. It was very fun. I had a great time. Uh, I mean, you have to make a lot of characters to play in this game. You end up playing like a ton of characters. There's a kind of like hex crawly element where you're like moving the legion that you're in around a hex map and trying to find resources and stuff like that. We're getting kind of long on time here, so I'm not going to sit here and like, you know, bend your ear about all the little, you know, details, the mechanic. I will just say that Band of Blades is very exciting and I am super stoked for it to come out. Uh, when it comes out, I will be purchasing it. I haven't purchased a um, Blades in the Dark style game since Blades in the Dark came out, but I will be purchasing this one. So um, you can take that for whatever kind of like, you know, endorsement that that is. So guys, Roses and Thorns, Mexican. Um, I'll kind of start with a rose. Uh, I got to play a bunch of crazy games that I never would get to play anywhere else. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just that kind of con. It's... Um, very kind of indie, underground games. Adam, go. Kind of reiterate your point. It's an indie game mecca. If you want to play indie games, that's the place to be. No one's going to pitch D&D there. So yeah, go that, in and yeah. have a good time. There's a lot of really cool stuff they're doing out there. There was no shadow run on the menu. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think I'm going to say basically the same thing. Is like, yeah, there was a lot of really great games pitched. They were even open-minded enough to play a 40K game. Which is like there the were th- not one but two for yeah. Games. You weren't the only one. Doing I was the right. only one running Wrath and Glory. Which, which one was a scheduled game? It was yeah. not a. It was not the hippie game bastion. You know, like oh, that's not got emotional feelings in it. Let's not play that. They were open to playing pretty much anything. I think you could even get a D and D game going, but I think that would be missing the entire point of the con. Oh yeah, you can play D and D anywhere if you if you seriously spend the ducats and you drive out to fucking uh, or fly or whatever out to New Mexico and you play D and D, then it's kind of like that's that's a forehead slap right there. Um, I will say as an additional rose, since no one else ran with it, that muster system that they do out there is pretty rad. I think they, they've thought it through. They've got, there's a number of different little fail safes to make sure that it works. Uh, I dig that quite a bit in terms of an organization. Yeah, I think that, I think that is a good style. I think. Well, I have a I have a thorn about that. Is well, let's hear when, hear it. Let's when, hear when the you thorn. when you run a mega game in the afternoon on Saturday that basically takes most of, half your GMs and a lot of your players and sequesters them away for eight hours for two sessions, it kind of brings down the atmosphere a little bit. So, okay, they ran a mega game that took two sessions. You had to be involved in two different sessions, which is eight hours, right? And the people, that they, they, they pushed this thing really hard and they wanted pre-signups for it. And I will agree with Richard, it was kind of a brain drain because not only did it pull a lot of GMs who I think had strong content that would have kind of like pitched other new ideas, it pulled a lot of players too. So, I mean, I don't know if I love the way that worked out. Yeah. My thorn would be that the way it's set up is there's not a lot of cool opportunities to socialize. Um I felt like people kind of like socialized in the muster area and they went to their games and then you didn't see them until you went back in the muster area. You know, maybe you saw them at the breakfast buffet thing that was 
kind of really protein oriented. Um, but it wasn't a lot of opportunities to make new friends. And to me, one of the highlights of going to a con is making new friends. And I love, I love to interact with people. I love to meet people. I love to meet people who are into new different things. And there was not to me a, um, place where I could go to meet new people and learn new things. And, uh, and so that was kind of a bummer for me. Adam, what you got? My thorn was getting dragged to Twisters to get a cream chili chicken <laughs> burrito. Which I, I dodged this. Ripped. It was this slow moving train of death. I I got it and it's it's cold, right? Like they it's cold. bring our food out. Can we can we can we rewind a little bit, cold. please? And it's cold. Okay, yeah. Let's add. No, no. We're add, just gonna no, keep no, rolling no, with no, no, this. No, no, no. Adam, Adam. Richard wants to rewind. All right, let's to rewind. The point Fine. where he was pressing his face against the window of Twisters oh, no, like he no, was a no. child on Christmas. No, and he was like, Look. he was like, "Mommy, can I get a radio flyer?" Only Look. it was. It was uh, it was Salmonella. Bur- quote unquote burritos. Well, look, we, I want a burrito. Uh, oh, oh okay. okay. I want a, right. a burrito. Richard wanted a burrito. Nobody had a better idea, so I went. I was like, I went on Google and I was like, look at the burrito places. Oh and my the god! Two burrito places that had four stars. Four stars four out of star. five. Out of five. Dude, do you understand the logarithmic drop-off that it takes to get to four? I didn't realize Albuquerque... Adam, explain it to him. <laughs> Richard, it's not your fault. <laughs> no, because oh it's not your fault, no, he's, Richard. Oh, my God. Richard, listen to me. Listen R- to me, son. Richard, Richard... It's not your fault. Richard po- it's was... It's not your fault. Richard was like... He like he's like It's he's not like, your fault. He, like, pushed his face against the glass, and he was like... This is where I want to eat. And no. then he didn't even end up eating there. No, because... He didn't even end up eating the food. He didn't get Adam his food and I because the food. they didn't get get it to him. But anyway, back to my and tale of woe. Don't go to Twister's, I get kids. this burrito, and it comes out, and it's like there's cheese on it and sauce, and it's cold. <laughs> like, the cheese isn't melted, and it's cold. And I'm like, that's weird. And then I cut into it, that's and I start weird. eating it. And I'm like, the chicken inside of it is room temperature. And I was like, how long has it been sitting in the window? Adam, dog. I ate about half of it. It. I had some sides of rice and beans. Those were fine. Those were hot and everything was great. I tossed hot. it. Hot. That's with quotes. Yeah, hot yeah. quote. And so I tossed the rest of it and we go back, we do the rest of the con thing and then I go to bed. I wake up at two in the morning and it's uh, Gettysburg in my lower extremities, right? Like the, the, the two sides are charging each other. Cannons are going off. It's just a bad scene. So I do the thing that you did at at Orcon, yeah. where I slink off into the bathroom and go, I hope I don't wake him up yeah. with the sounds <laughs> of my violent retching and everything else that's going on. Proceed to do that. Thing. Proceed to do that until about six in the morning, oh pass God. out again with flop sweats, wake up at seven in the morning. I I I've slept three hours at this point. Then we got to drive back. Oh, so anyway, dude. I have to drive back in the throes <laughs> of agony, and it was it was a bad scene. I made them stop at a Safeway so I could buy medicine, so I could just sit there and, and just take a bunch of medicine. <laughs> I thought Adam was going to have to go full jilted NASA lover and just pull on some <laughs> like, adult diapers yeah. <laughs> and just be sitting there in his own soiled mess as we drove back to Arizona. I was prepping Arizona. for it. Fortunately, it did not come to that. 
Yeah, it was it was a guys. rough scene. I made it back okay, and everything seemed all right. And then I woke up the next day for a repeat performance, and it was it was a bad scene. Anyway, that's Huzzah. that's as much as you will ever need to know about. Yeah, so don't go to Twisters when you're in uh, Albuquerque, guys. Uh, also, apparently, Twisters is where they shot all the um, Los Pollos Hermanos, Los Pollos Hermanos shit yeah. in uh, Breaking Bad. So I mean, they didn't and, have and to have was, extras. It was, was I just not sitting in the fucking restaurant going like, "This shit feels like Los you were." Pollos you Hermanos. were saying, and I said, "I don't know what you mean. I've never watched Breaking Bad, and so. I haven't finished it." So, oh my god, spoiler! Skyler was the mastermind all along shocking that i don't know who that is but all right good to know (laughs) no it's all right guys we're running this super long everybody is sick of it no one's listening anymore uh adam i guess i gotta take it out i guess it's my turn isn't it you want me to take it out man i'll take it out if you You want you know what man god i guess i gotta do fucking everything around here fuck it we'll do it live we'll do it live all right so uh you should tell it's like uh come to the full model rpg role-playing club we do it alternate fridays at Game Depot, I am currently running Shadow of the Demon Lord, which is apparently a comedic romp through the <laughs> the uh, pirate isles. So if you if you if you want to come down and be part of that, come down. Uh, we also got Blue Rose game going on There's down a there. Blue Rose game going on. Yes, I and don't know. I'll if be it, starting up Wrath and Glory. Oh, and and this guy when is going to do Wrath and Glory because like right now we got too many people on each table. Anyway, but that you don't give a shit about that. Moving on. Um. Come find us, Full Metal RPG on Instagram, Full Metal RPG on Facebook, FullMetalRPG.com on the interwebs. Look for our Patreon at some point. We need to fucking fix it because, and you know what? I just want to take a second and I want to just say to any of you who are still pledging the Patreon after just me months and months of dismal, <laughs> Sorry, Richard. dismal yeah, okay. shit, just thank you, Christ. You know, we'll have some stuff coming your way soon. We're working on some things. I think that uh, Justin Saroy sent us some fucky eye dice. How about we get the patrons some fucky eye dice? We will, get what them, do you think? we will get them dice. There's going to be a couple different kinds of dice. I think that we will send out to them. Let's do some. Let's do some dice shit. All right. Uh, hey, you know what? A, we're sorry. B, we love you. C, we'll do better. D, we'll try to do better. D, don't give up on us yet. All right. We're not going to do any better. Oh, th- th- <laughs> thanks for the th- vote of confidence, thanks, Richard. Richard. Richie thanks. Buzzkill. Hey. Bring it down. Look, I have a Richard. name now. Like. So, for your birthday, Twisters, huh? Yeah, don't forget our email, FullMetalRPG. Oh, yeah, FullMetalRPGOfficial at gmail.com. You should fucking write us there or something, And no Twitter, because fuck Twitter. Twitter's fuck toxic Twitter. and sucks. Oh, my God, I can't take Twitter. Yeah. Guys, I uninstalled it. Don't write me on Twitter. Don't write us on Twitter. Fuck that. No, I'm not even there. All right, great. It's been another episode of Full RBG, guys. This one is like a very kind of season one, season two kind of vibe, right? Maybe it's the booze. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's happy, definitely the booze. Happy 420, booze. everybody. Good night. Good night. Oh. All right, so I'm going to play like some Cypress Hill or something right here. And then. You're going to play we... Every Rose Has Its Thorn. <laughs> All right. I'm sure there's a mashup of Cypress Hill and Every Rose. <laughs> Did you know that that song was written in a laundromat after Brent Michaels had a bad breakup? 
Anyway, all right. Casey, Casey. Yeah, I was going to say that. What the fuck was that? I was going to say that's not dripping off of every fucking thing. Did you know that, that every rose has its thorn? Was written <laughs> in a laundromat after Brett Michaels had a bad breakup. Casey, Casey, America's top forty. Welcome back to Full Metal RPG. <laughs>